Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR Sports Radio 550. Oh, good beats only here on WGR. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hour three of Sports Talk Saturday coming your way live from Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel at the Legends and Stars Memorabilia Show. Um, quickly, before we go to my guest, Matt Lombardo, who's hanging out on our Western hotline, got a Doug Flutie jersey. Yes, we do here. Beautifully, just freshly signed, freshly uh, made. And, of course, I popped in to see my JSA friends. I got my basic certification. So it's got a little uh, number here that they can look up on the website once that gets uploaded. And so uh, if I decide to part ways with this Flutie jersey, anybody who buys it can see it's been authentically uh, signed here. And uh, we got the certification. It's all good. It's all by the book. It's all by the book, and it's not just about the autographs today as well. There's an entire floor of cards, memorabilia, uh, pennants, any collectible you could possibly dream of. It's out on the show floor right now, am I right? Yes, you got bats, balls, you got jerseys, tons of jerseys out there today. And uh, like a whole bunch of different, uh, there's like a grab bag uh, bin this guy has with you know, a bunch of older stuff, but everything in there is like $5 or less. So you know, the kids out there, oh, you can pick one thing for the bin. I, I play that game with my kid all the time. We're someplace like, all right, you can get something that's like, like <laughs> 5 bucks. You can get something there. Just thanks for coming to the store with me. Uh, let's get you something. Thanks for not making me do this alone. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just, and I've been seeing just nothing but smiles on faces. It's been just so much fun just seeing everybody light up when they get to talk to their athlete, uh, you know, their heroes, and just find something cool they hadn't seen before. I was just listening to two guys that had found a card. He, the one guy's like, I've been looking for this forever. And, like, I just happened to hear it as I was going by, and I was like, great, that guy is having a great day today. He's completing some sort of a set or putting something together and – you know, really, what are we doing here, Nate? We're just trying to bring joy to ourselves. That's exactly right. We've got Steve Tasker on stage till one thirty. Brian Mormon on till one forty-five, and Fred Jackson just walked over. He'll be on stage until 2 o'clock still, as well. Still plenty of time to get out here, folks. we got uh, yep. all those uh, former uh, Buffalo hockey players coming later today. So if you're uh, listening and you're driving around Buffalo, driving around Rochester, get on the 90, come out and see us and uh, get some autographs. All right, Ryan, appreciate you, buddy. Let's go to our Wester hotline where my man Matt Lombardo he is a senior NFL insider for Heavy on Sports, and he joins me on our Western Hotline to talk some NFL storylines. And, Matt, there's usually never any good storylines this time of year. You know, there's no quarterbacks looking for the highest guaranteed money contracts out there, potential franchise tags, nothing like that going on. So I'm not even sure what we'll talk about today, Matt. 
Just kidding, of course. I've been on this show long enough and often enough that I deserve to be a legend or a star at this Legends and Stars <laughs> event that you guys are, which sounds awesome, by the way, that, you know, 10-year-old Matt would have a field day at an event like this, the memorabilia show. But I'll leave it to you, the host. Am I, am I a legend of the show or a star of the show? I think a star is because you're still, you know, you're still in the, the prime of your career, my friend. Uh, so a star now, legend later, if that's all right with you. I love it. I love it. And, and you know, we certainly have a lot of quarterback uh, drama to get into as well. This should be a fun one. Yeah, where do you want to start? I guess we could start with what, like Derek Carr, who this last week got, I, I'm not sure, was it his representation? Was it somebody with the Jets who decided to drop a grenade in the middle of our, uh, our work week by saying that they believe if Derek Carr signed in New York, he could be a <clears throat> Hall of Famer? Um, if that were true, why isn't he signed right now? <laughs> Yeah, he could be a future legend at the show that you guys yeah, Yes, exactly you know, right, right. You look at Derek Carr, and I think he's still around the top 12 to 15 quarterback in this league. And you look at the supporting cast that he would have around him in New York, and I spoke to an AFC scout about a month ago uh, about the best fits for Derek Carr now that he's available. And I was told point blank that the best supporting cast is in New York. And it makes sense with mm. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Right. And I bring that up in that if he lands in the best situation for him, and if he wins two Super Bowls, which I think would be kind of insanity coming yeah. out of an AFC gauntlet that includes your guy, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and of course someone named Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert is looming too. I just, you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he would go into the Hall of Fame, but he would need to win two Super Bowls, in my opinion, to get there just because of the competition. But why hasn't he signed there yet? You know, I think it's the best fit. I think that the Jets still have one eye kind of looking at the portal of darkness for when yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers crawls out of it yeah. and decides to make a decision about right. his future. But I think that that domino is going to be the first one to fall. But I talked about it on my podcast this week, Nate, that if I'm the Jets, I would be all in on Derek Carr. I would Same. sign him. I would make him a top 10, top five paid quarterback in the league because of what you already have in place around him. And guess what? You don't need to give up any draft capital to add him to your roster. Whereas if you're trading for Aaron Rodgers, you might be talking two first round picks plus, And that kind of hamstrings your ability to go out and get that offensive tackle or that edge rusher or that safety that you need to get it over the top. You know, though, I, I do wonder, Matt, and, like, I've, I've been thinking a lot about this Derek Carr situation, and, and, like, obviously he would be the best, most productive Jets quarterback since, I mean, Chad Pennington, and I guess that's, uh, you know, I, that's not a huge bar to clear, I guess, but I guess what I'm saying, though, is when you look at the AFC, I'm glad you brought up the AFC landscape as, as a big reason, maybe for or against this, this, this pickup for the Jets, is while he would be one of the most successful quarterbacks in the franchise's history to be signed there, I still feel like even with how good their defense is and how young it, it is, I look at the AFC at large, and it feels like you know to win a Super Bowl, to get to a Super Bowl, to get to an AFC championship game, you, it feels like you have to have one of the top four, one of the top five quarterbacks in the conference. And I'm not sure Derek Carr is that. I think, I think you're probably right around 12, 15 area. He has a lot of Kirk Cousins vibes about him. There's nothing wrong with Kirk Cousins. I'm just not convinced that an AFC, like that, again, that features Allen, Mahomes, Burrow. You're talking about Herbert as well. And then you add in Lamar Jackson if he extends and stays in Baltimore. That's five 
really good quarterbacks that I'm not sure Derek Carr is better than, and could their defense, is with how good it is, overcome not having that top three, top four, top five quarterback? Maybe, but I just haven't seen enough evidence over the last decade, decade and a half, that that's possible, especially in the AFC. Yeah, and you still have to think about Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville as well, right, who's right. coming on. And, you know, I, I would put the Jaguars squarely in that top five roster mix. Yep. Then you have to worry about, you know, what does Kenny Pickett develop into in Pittsburgh, uh, especially with the wide receiving core and George Pickens that he has around him as well. I, I'm with you. These are all better quarterbacks. They're all better rosters. But if you're the Jets, What's the alternative? You're not picking top five. You've already burned the number two overall pick on Zach Wilson, and that clearly hasn't worked out. And if you're Joe Douglas, you've built a really young, dynamic, fun roster that has a lot of upside over the next three years or so. You need a quarterback. And I make the argument that you look at Derek Carr even at 12 or 15 as where he stands among quarterbacks in the league right now. I think there's way more upside to signing Derek Carr than there is to trading for Aaron Rodgers, who, listen, maybe it's a new situation that would ignite him. Maybe it's a a better supporting cast than he had in Green Bay. But, you know, you kind of get the sense that maybe Aaron Rodgers' best days are behind him and his days are numbered as a starting quarterback in the NFL. But if I'm the Jets, Carr might be the best option. And the Jets might be the best option for Carr outside of maybe a San Francisco if they decide that they want to elevate from the Brock Purdy's and the uncertainties of Trey Lance of the world, I don't know that there's a better landing spot for Derek Carr. Heavy on sports, senior NFL reporter Matt Lombardo joining me on the Wester Hotline. Well, let's talk about another AFC team, Matt. Let's go to, to Baltimore where it's hard because the fact that Lamar Jackson represents himself with his mom, I think it makes their situation maybe the most unique situation in terms of trying to extend a quarterback really that I can remember in the last decade, decade and a half since these quarterback contracts have inflated so much. And, you know, this week you hear on, I think it was first take, Stephen A. Smith come out and say, I'm, you know, hearing from Lamar Jackson's camp, which to me indicates he either heard it directly from Lamar Jackson or Lamar Jackson's mom because that is Lamar Jackson's camp, um, but that he has not asked for more than $230 million guaranteed, that he's looking for more like 200 guaranteed, and that the Ravens really have stalled out at, uh, at $133 million guaranteed. What are you hearing? How far apart are they? And what is the likelihood that Lamar Jackson is playing in Baltimore this year? Yeah, I still think that it's a stretch that they move on from Lamar Jackson because they have the hammer. They can use the franchise tag, right? Sure. They can pay him the $32.5 million over one season that uh, he'd be guaranteed on the tag. My sense is that he turned down upwards of $45 million guaranteed at some point leading into last season. And the issue really was the guaranteed money. They, yeah. There's a feeling around the NFL that Lamar wants his contract to be fully guaranteed. But you talk to multiple agents who represent top-tier quarterbacks around the NFL, and the sense that I've gathered is that that deal that the Cleveland Browns gave to Sean Watson was out of necessity and desperation. And the Ravens really are neither of those things, yep. right? Because they yep. have the franchise tag for the next two years. They have the ability, if they so choose, to draft a quarterback sometime over the next two years. You know, maybe they're they like Snoop Huntley too. Tyler Huntley, yeah. There's no desperation to guarantee the full deal, the full life of the deal that Lamar's seeking. Yeah, it's it is such an interesting inform- uh, uh, situation that's playing out. Let me ask you this: 
you're right. I don't think that the Ravens are the team desperate enough to, to shell out 230, 240, 250 million dollars guaranteed. Is there another team, though, in the NFL that you think is desperate enough that someone like a Cleveland would be willing to? And listen, I, I, I think NFL owners are all looking at Cleveland. They're looking at the Haslam's. They're looking at, at you know, everything that they did, Andrew Barry. And I think there's a, a, a real palatable, thick level of animosity towards the Browns because of the precedent they set with this contract. And although it's a precedent now, I don't necessarily know that it will remain a precedent and be something that other teams follow. Um, and, and if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Joe Burrow or, or Lamar Jackson. And like for you, is there a franchise out there that is desperate enough to meet these potential demands that are either A, true, or it's conjecture? But I, I, I do think that there's a level of belief across the league that he is going to ask for 200 plus million dollars guaranteed yeah the, the only team that comes to mind and i'm not familiar enough with their cap situation to let me too strong of an opinion here nate but a team like the washington commanders right because you know they have a young roster and, and i don't know they, they they're comfortable turning their future over to sam howell at quarterback i don't know that they um, look at what they have and Taylor Heineke and think that he's a long-term solution. And, you know, you look at the situation there, could be a new ownership group. And if it's Jeff Bezos that comes in and purchases yep. that team, obviously there are deep pockets there. Obviously there is uh, a deep sense on the NFL's part to, to get that franchise back to prominence after what it's been dragged through the mud and drugged through under Daniel Snyder. Yep. But outside of the team like the Commanders, I don't know that there's a team that would make that kind of splash. I don't know that there's a team that would guarantee 200 to $250 million to a quarterback, especially. And Lamar Jackson, when he's healthy, he's one of the more prolific quarterbacks in the league. He's an, he's an MVP caliber quarterback. The, the elephant in the room here is we haven't seen him fully healthy. We haven't seen him. Yeah fully effective in the postseason. So a lot of this comes down to Lamar, that whether it's this offseason with the Ravens or next offseason after playing on the tag, he's going to need to prove that he can stay healthy for 17 games and win multiple playoff games to have a realistic shot of getting any team, Baltimore or otherwise, to, to fork over that kind of guaranteed money. I keep thinking Atlanta, Matt, I, with Arthur Blank, Speaking of blank, blank yeah. checks, you know, like that, that that's a team that has an owner that's probably rich enough to – because here, in the, I was listening to Brett Coleman talk about this in our station earlier this week about these guaranteed contracts and like having to have a franchise with an owner with with that is liquid enough. Because this isn't like a standard contract where you've got to be able to actually be two hundred, two hundred fifty million dollars liquid. And while they are dipping into that and and really in, in the escrow conversation around this whole thing, I think is really interesting that, that it is really a cash situation. And when you're an owner who is, you know, putting a couple of hundred million dollars into your franchise every year, guaranteeing a contract like that is not easy, even for billionaires. No, I, I'm with you. And I think that's where you take teams like the Raiders out of the equation and out of the running because of obviously the financial situation there, having opened a new stadium during the COVID year and everything that Mark Davis and that franchise are going through financially. I'm with you. It's going to have to be one of the more wealthy, profitable uh, ownership groups and franchises that can even dip their toes in those waters. And the Falcons are a great one. And I, and I still think that a team like the Commanders with a new ownership group make a lot of sense, too. But there aren't many. You, Carolina with yeah, David yeah, yep, potentially. Yep. Um, and there's certainly opportunity in a wide-open NFC South to, to make that type of a move. 
but the list is relatively short. I think it's less than five teams that would even be uh, in the mix in, in that sort of sweepstakes. All right, if I had to pin you down, who's starting quarterback for Green Bay this year? Is it Jordan Love? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Like, I, I think for me, Matt, I keep getting to this point as if they keep talking about how they believe in Jordan Love, and yet all of their actions really contradict that idea. Uh, do you believe it's finally time that, that he gets the look? And, and let's say you know Aaron Rodgers gets back from this you know darkness retreat and decides like he is ready to go all in on a season. I, I imagine they've got a bit of a bad taste in their mouth with how he it felt like prepared last year, um, how he maybe didn't open his arms to these young players. And that's why, for me, the conversation around the Jets, I, I feel they should not be wasting their time with an Aaron Rodgers because they're going to need Aaron Rodgers to lead a group of very young players. And he showed last year that that was not something he had a lot of interest in doing. It reminds me a lot of Brett Favre at the end of his career. And Brett didn't go to teams that were young, up-and-coming teams. He went to teams that had a win-now roster and needed a quarterback. And I just I, – I tend to believe that – Although Rodgers probably wants out of Green Bay, I'm not sure that there's a lot of ways to make that work. I'm with you. I think Jordan Love starts week one. And I think that, you know, Brian Gutekunst has kind of, you know, tipped his hand. That might be where this is heading. If you read Ty Dunn's great piece yep. on his Substack this week, that the Packers are essentially done with the Aaron Rodgers drama because this will be two off-seasons yep. going through this. I'll throw out a team for you, though. I think the Las Vegas Raiders make the most sense. Mm. I think that they would be priority number one for Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers would be their number one priority if he's available, only because they, they have those pieces. They have the receiving core. They have Josh Jacobs. They have, you know, Darren Waller. They have legitimate weapons there. And, you know, before the seven straight, the seven one-score losses last year under Josh McDaniels, there was a lot of talk about that being a possible Super Bowl team in the AFC. And again, it's the same hurdles of getting to a Super Bowl that Derek Carr will be going through in New York with the Jets. But I think Rodgers walks into one of those tailor-made rosters and, you know, it could be marketable in that, that market in Las Vegas. And I think that the Raiders would be a number one priority for him and vice versa. All right, last thing I've got for you, Matt. Let's turn our attention to the Bills here. I've got a kind of a two-parter. I'll start with Jordan Poyer. You get the sense you hearing things as I am, as, as a lot of folks here in Buffalo are, that uh, Jordan Poyer is, in fact, going to test the free agent market, that there might have been a little bit of frustration um, with – uh, him on, on his part towards the Bills because they didn't uh, kind of in good faith look to negotiate with him during the preseason. We know that um, you know his agent was up here, uh, Drew Rosenhaus was up here during training camp, and there was a lot of talk about would they be negotiating a contract extension. It never materialized. You know, are, are, do you get the sense that that era in here in Buffalo is over? And then secondly, you know, when you're looking for um, just moving forward with the Tremaine Edmonds situation. What does that contract look like in your mind? And, and is that a player the Bills are going to try to prioritize and bringing back, considering they're paying Matt Milano a whole bunch of money? Yeah, I would think that both of those guys would be priority one and one A in free agency because you look at Jordan Poyer, for example, I think he's still a top five or so safety in the NFL. You can start him as a plug-and-play starter across the league, and he obviously has been making a pretty significant impact on that Bills defense. I do think he tests the open market. I don't think that the book is closed. On him coming back to Buffalo, I think that they could still get involved there. They could still uh, you know, tell him to go around, look at offers, and try to match coming back. And Edmonds, 
really similarly. I, I think that you look at the linebacking core, they certainly struggled against the run this past year. But he's one of those leadership players in that locker room that you should want to keep and want to value. And I think the Bills are going to make a, make a run to in that situation. And I just, uh, real quick, I wanted to run this past you. I'm not sure what you're hearing here, but it looks to be on Twitter that Miami Dolphins corner Byron Jones has tweeted out that he's retiring at the age of 30 and, quote, today I can't run or jump because of the injury sustained playing this game. That's I, I And people had, I'd wondered all year, why it was he didn't make it on the field. A long offseason of, of rehab and then he never sees the field in 2022. That's a pretty big shocker to me, a guy that made a lot of money two years ago on the open market. Yeah, and at one point you talk about Byron Jones, top 10 or so corner in the yeah. league, right? And was a real star for the Dallas Cowboys. And it's a, it's, it's a shame that injuries cut his career short because I feel like maybe his best days would have still been in front of him, um, especially uh, in, in Miami in that secondary with all that talent around him. That's a shame that injuries caused his career to be cut so short. No doubt about it. Matt, thank you so much, my friend. As always, the insight, uh, the, uh, you know, the candor between you and I. I love it, man. I, thank you so much for joining me. Tell, tell the folks where they can find you on Twitter and uh, any, any stuff you got coming up. I know it's, it's kind of busy time of year for you. You got it, brother. Thanks a lot. I always enjoy coming on. You can check me out at Matt Lombardo NFL on Twitter. And the home of the Matt Lombardo Show podcast is officially now on heavy.com, video, audio, the whole deal. So check us out there. And, of course, uh, check out my weekly column on heavy each and every Wednesday morning. And uh, next time, I, I want to be up there in the action. I want to be in Buffalo at the Autograph Show, the legends and stars. I want to be there as one of the stars uh, alongside Nate Geary. Deal, uh, I can make that. I got, I got guys. I got guys. So I, I can make that happen, brother. I, uh, I, you, I could definitely make that happen. Well, I appreciate you, Matt. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, buddy, and we'll talk soon. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.